What's up and welcome to this week's episode of How Not To Summon A Podcast. I'm Shinny Senpai and this week I'm joined by the man who would never trust the church, Jim. I'm not allowed in. And that guy who got excited when he saw twins, Grayson. <laughs> I married one. <laughs> and this week we are finishing with episode 7 to 12, Fire Force. Twins, Beryl. Twins. <laughs> We will pick up where we left off with episode seven. So it opens with Captain Leonard Burns of Company One, and he's gathered together. We meet his lieutenants. So you've got his priests that work with him, Yan Lee, Rekka, and Karim. Uh, we don't know their powers just yet, uh, but we will see them soon. And he's gathered them all in the Special Fire Forces Grand Cathedral One, and he's turning around because he suspects now that Captain Obi is making his move. He's heard about what happened with Princess Ibana, and he's like, Obi's making his move. He's he's doing his investigating. Meanwhile, we cut over to Company 8, who are doing a joint exercise with Company 5, which just involves a barbecue. They're having a barbie. Uh, Company 8 just destroyed Company 5. Uh, Company 5 have gone fair play. You're the superior fire force. Uh, let's be friends. Let's all have a cook-off, shall we? And we see Hibana now has the hots for Shinra, and she's sitting there feeding him. Completely unnecessary. The guy is none the wise to it, either. Completely unnecessary. What, that this this woman is now... Infatuated. He's a hero. That's not a reason. <laughs> cool, and he shall be there. That's not a reason. <laughs> it's just not. He punched... You don't understand. He punched her really hard in the face. He punched her. And now she's in love with him. Sometimes... <laughs> You just gotta slap a bitch. <laughs> That's not right. That's not right. <laughs> it's not right. I hit you, you love me. Later, while talking with Obi, Hibana reveals that being defeated by Shinra made her realise her mistakes, and she's regained her sense of heroism and uh, reassures Company 8 that they can count on the support now of Company 5. Oh, you didn't watch him sucking on his straw. Fucking what? Sorry, everybody, we're having... What 12-year-old white girl are you? He's got his caramel frappuccino. A caramel frappuccino. Yeah. I'm sorry, what have you got over there? Cappuccino. A cappuccino. Uh, <laughs> An actual a waste. Coffee. A waste of a coffee. That's a and vanilla a, latte. And a vanilla latte. You get more white as you go around the table. Than you <laughs> a, cappuccino. <laughs> <laughs> a cappuccino is a waste of a coffee. Cappuccino is a brilliant coffee. No, it's about? a waste of a coffee. Why is it a waste of, of a coffee? It is a goddamn fluff. No, a third of it is. No. We, we held that thing Hib earlier. Hib Hibana confirms that someone is creating infernals around the Shinjuku district, uh, which actually happens to fall under the jurisdiction of Company One. So she's like, I found that the source of these infernals seems to originate in Company One's areas. And they agree to cooperate in investigating now Company One. Obi uses the rookie training regime system to embed Shinra and Arthur into Company One uh, with some other guys. So you, we meet uh, Takaru and Maki. Yeah, I love this well, one. huge fucking suit. The one that's terrified of fire. Yep, 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 yep. But manipulates fire into missiles. When they arrive, Shinra asks instantly for a sparring match with all the best fighters from Company One. It's a, it's a whose dick is bigger competition. That's all this was, right? Yeah. There was literally no reason for this to happen. They were just measuring dicks. Yes, that's all it is. I want to know how strong you guys are. 
but actually he challenges the commander of Company One, and is like, I think I could take you. And the Company One commander is just missile like, guy. Yeah. First fights against Wrecker, and Wrecker is uh, an eccentric dude, overbearing. Wrecker's the eccentric the guy, yeah. um, but he just dodges all the missiles and wins easily. Kareem, there's some loose fireballs. We see Kareem's power. He can turn fire into music, and then when it decompresses into musical notes, it freezes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I d- I'm not mm-hmm. sure around Acoustic the science manipulation. of Kareem's Acoustic manipulation. thing. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, so fire, he turns mm-hmm. fire into sound, and as it turns down, it decompresses and turns to ice. Does that make sense? What is that? I don't know. No, no, no that smell of bullshit. <laughs> I Fucking hell. I'm not if sure you about his power. fire... Into sound. You can't compress fire into sound. Sound is a wave. It I, is yeah, not... I, I don't fire know. Fire is physical. It is elements. Surely they fire did their, Surely they did their research. Is a tangible because they thing. wouldn't just no, come you up You can't with just shit. put fire in a in a tube and call it fucking good. Yeah, but sure, surely they did their research. They can't just come up with this and go that makes sense. Make, no, there must be some science behind it. Every right? grenade ever. It's a compressed explosion that causes it yeah, to but happen. And then he calls it so then it The only thing you do when you compress an explosion is cause an explosion. That's it. Yeah. That thermal energy has to go somewhere. You can't turn thermal energy into non-thermal energy yeah, without some sort of interaction. Sound. I think we need bollocks. A scientist now. from our community. Now. <laughs> we is you can we compress air to do so, but it's got nothing to do with fire. Yeah, he creates ice from sound. I In need. Fact, he would be making it worse. He would very literally just be stoking flames. I just Surely I, it's like a billowing machine. I couldn't quite understand. As cool as he is. His power just doesn't <laughs> make sense. Oh, cool, is he? <laughs> His power just doesn't make sense. It doesn't, it doesn't make like any that. sense. It's complete horseshit. Look, I need a scientist from our community to get in touch with me <laughs> and tell me if this is a thing. It's not a thing. Uh, I'm not listening to you. <laughs> you are not a scientist. <laughs> I don't care what, what your we field is. Experts. We, we is, is experts, but not in that sort <laughs> of biology. We are experts, biology. We are experts in biology. <laughs> it's not biology. No, I know it isn't. That's why I said we are experts in biology. We buy it. Why? Why are we experts in biology? <laughs> James is He's on about the, the human body. form. Yeah. Yeah. The human yeah. form of biology. His own. We are experts. <laughs> I know my body. I know my body intimately. <laughs> it's impossible, I'm telling you. It can't be done. You can't compress fire. <clears throat> I don't believe you. You can't compress <laughs> fire. The you ne- don't know shit. <laughs> the, next, the next fight, Captain Burns takes on Sheena and Arthur. He's like, I'll fight both of you. He very easily defeats Arthur and Shinra. Uh, basically, uh, we'll explain Captain Burns' ability. Apparently, he can tran- he turns fire into force. So he is the fire force. It's yeah. what he does. He 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 <laughs> uses fire to enhance his strength. Heats his muscles. I don't know. No, look, it doesn't make sense. But it's <laughs> yeah. cool as fuck when he literally he just cool. taps he is his cool. foot. He just... is cool. But I don't quite understand. He's I will... cool as fuck when he Hold just on. taps his Mate. foot on the floor and just like, boom. Hold yes. on. Hold on. That's, um, I believe, you... yep, that's the Earth Tribe from Avatar. Cool. Is it? That's the, their powers. They can manipulate. Hold on. Ground. I'm going to actually check what his description of his power actually Bullshit. is. Bullshit. 
Leonard Burns. His ability is Voltage Nova. He can generate fire within his own body, granting him incredible strength and durability. This power allows him to perform various superhuman feats, including, but not limited to, jumping dozens of feet in the air and landing without harm, blocking a jet of plasma barehanded, and knocking someone unconscious by stamping on the ground. He can generate fire within his own body, granting him incredible where? strength and durability. It's all right saying it, but where? Since since when does, since Where's when his fire? The fire is in his heart! <laughs> since when does generating fire give you strength and durability? It doesn't. It doesn't. It Are you doesn't. guys looking for like common sense in a m- no, film about demons and I fire? At least, I at least it's expect fine. some firefighting sort of demons. It's fine. Following their defeat, they are placed under the care of Lieutenant Kareem. The music guy. No, I am. You I am. No, no, no right? shut up, shut up. No, this is anime. <laughs> shut up. This is anime. If you're gonna go and tell me that these things are caused by fucking bugs and some human fucking interaction with them, cool. If you're gonna think that there's some religious reason that these demons exist and they become little fire gods that just fucking pound around for a little while until the fire force come along, cool. Don't then tell me that it's non-magical the way that these guys do what they do. Just tell me it's magic. Fucking solved. Cool. Don't go, no, this is this is definitely physics and biology. When I saw an ice guy, I was like, this dude is OP for a fire world. Yes. Because he is literally the complete opposite of fire. He is the... How is this guy not the strongest person? The dude can literally turn fire into ice. Still needs a trombone to do it. Still needs a trombone. That's a big fucking trombone. It's <laughs> a rusty trombone right there. Burns. <laughs> Burns tells Gina. I mean, like, you didn't even have to go there. You could have just left it. Mate, if you, you want to go on his rusty trombone, you go ahead. Burns. The episode ends with Burns telling Sheenra that he's got a long way to go to become the hero he desires to be. And we go into episode eight. Obi examines Hibana's research, which indicates that some sort of insects are being used insects to create infernals. Insects. Firebugs. It's a fire beetle. Insects. You don't know. She found insect DNA inside the corpses of dead infernals. Look, we don't know what causes human combustion. It might be goddamn fire beetles. The amount of DNA left in the cinders of one of these things, and she can separate a bug's DNA in ash yes. from a human's. Yes. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, didn't you see? She sticks them with big spears. Yeah, that's a good point. When they're still alive yeah. and sucks them out. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. At Company One, life seems normal, but an infernal is detected and the company is mobilized. Shinra and Arthur are ordered to stand aside. However, they see somebody put an insect inside somebody and turn them into an inferno. Is this a scene where all of the matchbox truck things came flying out? Yeah, you yeah. saw the and there was like, one had there was like, like 20 fucking, of them. Yeah, Company One have got like Anybody tons. else just that, at that particular moment just go transform and roll <laughs> Because that's all I saw was just Transformers. <laughs> it looks. It was it a bit. Like it was a bit of overkill, wasn't it? They yeah. were like, "We're going to send out like fucking fifteen yeah. units. We're going to send them all out." No, the entire here. fucking fire force of Company One are out. The door. <laughs> and then they made half of them just watch. Yes, <laughs> it was literally. Yes, they did. Now stay here and just look. <laughs> You're there. Watch how brilliant we are, <laughs> please. This is how you do it. Autographs afterwards. <laughs> 
I she, like it. Like they've got to use those government funds somewhere, aren't they? <laughs> Sheena goes in pursuit of the Can said you beetle the fuel guy. bill for one of those fucking oh, yeah. things. It must weigh a ton. No, it's fire powered. Steam <laughs> <laughs> <a> engine. <laughs> As Sheena goes around the corner, he encounters Kareem and Wrecker in the shadows. Uh, so basically, he gave chase to the guy who put the bug in the guy. And all of a sudden, we now have limited down our search to two people. It could be one of two. They ruined this straight away. There's no investigation. It literally it's goes around the corner and goes, it's one of you two. It's literally, he goes around the corner and it's one of you two. The first time they go to investigate someone, they, they meet him and he goes, want me? Yeah, I know, no, <laughs> we'll get to that. Yeah. Sheenra and Arthur then go to search Kareem's room and find that he's got a fire beetle in a glass vial in his fucking bedside drawer. <laughs> Like, and Kareem comes in and claims that he left it, he left it there on purpose yeah. to see who would come get it. I know you've it. been watching me, been watching you, been watching me, been watching you. That's why I planted that. I mean, that, that is the guy that said my your ass. He literally is an ass. Go, He literally Fucking goes. Stupid. We uh, we're obviously looking for the same person, then, aren't we? It can't be me. <laughs> is it me? Am I the fireveal guy? It can't be Fucking the fireveal guy. Stupid. They build up this massive thing, introduce bugs, and we're like, oh, cool, we've got a new clue. Within Part of the mystery, mystery machine. And then it goes, oh, by minutes, the way, but we solved it. Within five <laughs> minutes, everyone's episode. like, it's Wrecker. Yeah. Fucking stupid. By the way, the script writing for that guy. <laughs> Your ass is an ass, you ass. I love the way he talked. I, uh, I thought it was funny as shit. It's, he's, it's done on purpose yeah. because he's... Awful like, insulting people. You've got to keep up with us and our mojo, and if you can't, then our mojo will have to try and keep up with yours. And if you can't, just try and keep up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we see Wrecker, the suspect, gets Tamaki to gather some children around and bring them to an abandoned building, promising to protect them all from becoming infernals. Tamaki. Wait a Tamaki. fucking Tamaki. second. Tamaki. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait, something ain't right here. Where are you? <laughs> Tam- Tamaki is unfortunately... Uh, Painting the building or- white and writing free candy on the side. She's she's in awe of Wrecker <laughs> and is just doing whatever he asks because she thinks Wrecker's a good guy. So She is technically the child catcher from Chitty Chitty I'm Bay sorry, Bay. but when Pretty somebody... Much. if somebody, t- No matter how much you like somebody... And you trusted them. If they turn around and went, gather some children and bring them to an abandoned building, don't ask questions, I'm yeah. going, no. <laughs> Say less, fam. No. I- <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the ice cream truck. <laughs> Ding. Five, five for Fucking kids into the building. No, the mother's with them. She's come along for the ride. I thought that was like the foster. Uh, it might be the foster mum. Yeah, yeah foster but mom. she's there as well. There's like five kids. Like, seriously. It's much worse when it's orphans. Under the pretext of... Um, it's the fact that she just found kids on the street. She was just like, come on. Come on, kids. We're going to help you not be infernal. Come to this abandoned building. Yeah, come to this very eerily abandoned building <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. For some reason, the guy wants <laughs> you all here for some reason. She walks no, in. Instead like, of going instantly. to the holy sect where you're actually... He had a prayer that would protect them. Yeah. Was the what he said. The yeah, moment okay. that fucking den mother walked in, she went, wait a minute, I recognise that couch. <laughs> <laughs> Under the pretext of hugging Tamaki, he renders her unconscious. He squeezes her into unconsciousness. And then he turns one of the children's care well, the children's carer into an infernal with an insect and then kills her because she's not compatible with the firebug. Tamaki wakes up in the meantime and tearfully rejects 
Wrecker's actions, claiming that she used to admire him and like him, but now she does not. <laughs> I don't like you anymore. <laughs> you, cool. are not, you are not my fellow Fire Force fighter. <laughs> <laughs> you were here to take the fall for me anyway. Yes. Wrecker explains that he is creating Infernals under the orders of the Evangelist, who seeks to find someone who can be the pilot light for him. So they're trying Seriously, to create... Seriously, they just turned him into a boiler. <laughs> they're, trying, they're, they're trying to create people. British like, gas will come. They want to create. Put <laughs> slap a smart British meter gas. on it. <laughs> <laughs> They'll slap a meter on it. So he then puts <laughs> the bug inside a, another lad. Another come here, boy. And he puts the bug inside this kid. He bursts into flames for a little while, screams a bit, and then he's all right. He's fine. And it turns out this kid's compatible with the firebugs. He does come back later on, just so you all know. The kid, the kid's important. Something's happened to him. They're going to use him as the power station thing in the box. <laughs> Just shove him in a Matarasu. <laughs> Little do we know, this is a prequel to The Matrix. That kid's the first battery. <laughs> That's pretty much what that is, right? Tamaki, Tamaki tries to intervene at this point, and Rekka beats her severely. Um, into, in, and then he goes to kill her, but she manages to send out the fire signal out the top of the building. And lucky for her, Shinra is flying around looking for Rekka. Iron Manning it up. And before Rekka can kill her, Shinra bursts from above that was and such stomps a, Rekka's that face That was such a fucking cool scene. Do you know what? I really like this scene. Yep. When he fucking bursts through the ceiling and fucking pummels him. And then it's when he He's turns to her. He's superhero landing. <laughs> it's when he turns oh, to her. When he goes, hey, Tamaki, you Okay. And there's that fucking really well animated scene of her just like crying and shaking her head saying no. It would have been. Fuck, fu- I love that scene. Okay. Such a good scene. <laughs> what do you fucking think? <laughs> <laughs> Am I okay? Yes, I'm perfectly fine, thank you. <laughs> I had this all covered. And we go into None episode of nine. Is covered. I fucking love that. <laughs> <laughs> he loves. <laughs> do it. Burn her clothes off. <laughs> but just enough to leave the tease. Everyone's take a swig of Swig Starbucks. of an adult drink and Jim. And, <laughs> and his juice box. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Shinra, it opens again with how the episode ended, with Shinra asking Tamaki <laughs> if she's okay. Rekka has survived the stomp and rises to engage Shinra. While Tamaki shields the children, she doesn't shield the children. Tamaki sort of stands there half naked and is just like, step back, kids. <laughs> Stay away, the adults are fighting. <laughs> I really wanted one of those kids to come forward and and do the whole fucking um, Anakin Skywalker bit from episode three. <laughs> <laughs> Master Anakin. Uh, <laughs> Master <laughs> <Shira>. <laughs> And he just kills him. The, the fight between the two of them ends up being a standstill, which is really good for Shinra, considering this is a lieutenant from Company One who's very experienced and Shinra's matched him. Shinra uses his extra mobility to attack Rekka again, while Tamaki... She's not keeping the children from harm. If she was keeping them from harm, I said to you when we watched this, why hasn't she t- taken them away? Go. Leave them. Come on, kids. Just let's Gandalf get, it. Let's get out of this building. <laughs> Run, you fool. Yeah. <laughs> Fly. <laughs> Kicks them out of the Running fucking building. <laughs> eating children around. <laughs> no, I was just... Uh, <laughs> near his fucking window. Just Fuck turns it. around to him and goes... Run and they just burn Shinra all uh, leads up to him almost exhausting all the oxygen in his body. So he nearly he go- gets to a point where all Fire Force fighters 
they can overheat and Sheena is getting to the his limits now. Um, but he has left Rekka heavily injured at this point. Rekka admits that he has been searching for children who have latent pyrokinesis abilities, creating many infernals in the process and arousing Sheenra's suspicions about the abduction of his brother. Rekka says he's working for the evangelist, whose mission is to engulf the earth in the flames of salvation. That's nice. But... Leading the... to the creation of a second son. Hence the need for a pilot light. It's the... Well, no, we'll, <laughs> we'll come back to that bit. That's what they're trying to we'll, do. We'll come back to that bit. They've basically decided they want a second son. What? If they want a second son, why don't they go live I didn't on the hear that in his speech, I'll I be didn't, honest. I didn't pick that up at all. No. But when he says about the fact that they are picking up kids from fires that they create... They're trying to create... Somebody who can be a pilot light for a second son. No, but I mean, like he gets the he gets the idea that his brother's still alive when he says we've been picking up kids when we create fires in their yes. homes, and, and then he's like, oh, "My brother." They good God, don't they squash the whole mystery of his brother being the evangelist very Instantly. fucking quickly? They don't just squash it. No, they directly the, tell you. We just come in and go. Joker, oh, by the way, Joker just <laughs> Joker. Your brother, your brother's the, the bad brother's dude. A bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> I've got some more advice for you. Brother's a bad guy. Bye. And then just leaves him anyway. I like it. It's just I like the mystery is gone. Wrecker begins to create an inferno with his flaming arms. Uh, basically, Wrecker's a flaming boxer. Yeah. Essentially, and he's decided he's going to overheat. He's going to go beyond his abilities and he's just going to blow up and kill everyone with him. Uh, unfortunately, his flames, though, are shut down by Kareem, who arrives and seals him in ice using that musical ice power. Overpowered, man. I did like the fact that uh, Wrecker was just like, oh, I can beat you. And then the guy's like, no, you can't. He's just going to be turned into a popsicle. The plan is that they're going to unfreeze him and interrogate him. Uh, unfortunately, though, he is then shot straight through the heart and killed from afar by two cloaked white figures, mainly one of them, who whose job it was it was to obviously stop him from talking. She's a sniper. They call her sniper, but her name is Arrow, and she fires arrows. Gun just not good enough, is it? The assassins then fire at Kareem and Yan Li. We, we all forget about Yan Li. Yan Li is there. He's about... Somewhere. Sure. Uh, Lee loses part of his arm protecting Kareem. That gets blown off. Shinra creates a smoke screen and that he they he uses Tamaki's fire tails to freeze them to show the sniper that they know where they are. It is funny because he's like, You're here. Yeah. Just gets like That's some what it is. bits. We're like, we know where you are, you're here. And then the cloak figures retreat. Kareem then offers to work with Company 8 to find the mysterious evangelist. After being suspended from Company 1, Tamaki is transferred to Obi's Company 8. And that's how it ends. So now Tamaki's joined Company 8. Good. More Tamaki. A lot happened in that episode. Everything was revealed and not through storytelling. It was a character just coming up to you and going, by the way. Yes, yeah, it oh, was. and by the way. Oh, and by the way... Like, that, was, that wasn't good storytelling. That was just... It was like they were reading a storyboard to you. And someone like was trying to explain it, it to you. It feels like they were just you trying to get it out of the way. The bugs, the spying company one, the plan of the evangelist, a death, 
Tamaki being transferred into Company A all happened in, in the space of 22 minutes. Yeah. It seemed like they went, yeah, let's just get all that out of the way. Yeah. We, we want this bit. This is the next bit. <laughs> you know that thing that we've been trying to tell you for the, like, the last six episodes? Fuck all that. Yeah, we're, they, we're they rushed through that. that, but they gave me an entire episode of a funeral and how it works. Yes. Yeah. Do you mean episode one? No. Or two when they, yeah, when they go and put that No, they go up. to that village and that dude destroys the village as some kind of weird funeral Oh, oh, what's coming cool. up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So episode 10. The company captains The company captains are called to the Imperial Throne Room for an emergency conference to discuss the evangelist. And on the way, um we get to see for the first time Amaterasu. I like the name. Yeah, cool. I do. Amaterasu, also, the perpetual thermal energy plant which provides all of the Tokyo Empire with energy. The church, by the way, it looks like the church from Iceland. It is. Yes, it's it's exactly the same architecture. We meet Raffles III, the Tokyo Imperial Empire. Raffles. Empire Emperor. Raffles. Raffles III. What a fucking name. And he explains Ra, to Shinra Ra, Ra. that Shinra, <laughs> Shinra is the bearer of the Adola burst. And they know this because... Uh, is that sexually transmitted? Wrecker or? told him so. Wrecker was like, oh, you have a connection to the Adola burst before he died. No, it was the bug, wasn't it? He was like, this bug's attracted to your flames. Yes. <laughs> yes it's just him holding his willy <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then a dola burst is a different and more pure type of flame it's it's the eternal fire untainted uh, we also meet all of the captains from all the companies uh, so we've got um, we went round the table here and I did. almost picked them out we I did. picked out I was like well, that's a bad guy that's a bad guy. I mean, you've only got to look at Company 3's camera yes, to go, to that's know. a bad guy, right? Yep. yep. The Doctor. Yeah. With uh, the fucking death mask the on. Fact, it's his Doctor with a death mask. Just, uh, yep. That's a bad that guy. That guy's probably not a good guy. Later on, we actually see this. And Sheenie was like, that's me. That it's guy is me. It's the way he talked. Of course. You'd have I'm to go me. past episode 12 to see him. But the way he Spoiler talks. Spoiler alert, that's not happening. Oh. We went past episode 12. Yeah, we did. You do you, boo. It's funny because of the way that the Doctor talks is the way that Sheely talks when he's trying to be <laughs> evil. So, because of this Adola burst, Shinra is now a target of interest for the Evangelist and he's advised to be protected. So they're like, look, we can either lock... Well, the Doctor wants to take him in from Company 3. He's, his suggestion was, give Shinra to me and I'll do some tests. And everyone's like, mm, no. You look like a bad guy. We're not giving you that. We'll keep him in Company A and he can stay protected. However, Shinra explains that he can't leave due to his duties as a firefighter. Well, it's not really that. It's literally Captain Obi's like, no, Shinra's not going anywhere. Later, Shinra visits Amaterasu and encounters the Joker. He stays behind. Uh, everyone goes back and Shinra's like, I'm going to stay here because I want to check out the power station. It was here... When they uh, talk about Amaterasu, where they say that they've got one of those flames running an it. An Adola burst An Adola running burst it. running yeah. it. I went, so it's got a person running it. Like, That's, literally. Uh, they give you being used. They give you history at the start of the second part of season one, where they say that Raffles the third, the, the first, uh, when the world was destroyed, he was wandering one day and found an Adola burst. And that's how they created Amaterasu. Um, but you'll get more information, obviously, if you've watched further in. And Yeah, anyway. It's not happening. Joker reveals that Shinra's younger brother, Sho, is working 
as the leader of the Knights of the Ashen Flame. He's the evangelist. Yeah. I mean, the Joker. The Joker just goes, I think you've earned a little bit more information. Bad guy's your brother. This guy's literally here just Anybody play Fallout 4? Fucking absolute flashback. (laughs) Really? Yeah, uh, his son goes missing at the first bit. He gets taken and then he gets woken up later. And then it turns out his son's a bad guy. Yeah. He's the doctor right at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute nonsense. Back at Company 8, Obi has everyone go through the firefighter review reports of incidents uh, in order to find leads that may help find out who the evangelist is. I don't know why. Um, as Tamaki, Shinra and Arthur mess around, Hibana delights Maki and Iris with her flames. There's, it's all happy-go-lucky moments. We see a conversation between Hina, uh, Hinawa and Obi about how their lives have become a bit more livelier now that they've got all these new arrivals in Company 8 and feels more of a family. And then they all have dinner and Shinra sits there and he's like, um, I should probably tell these guys because they are my family. And he tells them all about show and that he's the evangelist and that he met Joker and everything like that. Meanwhile, a whole sect of members of the Knights of the Ashen Flame go and see the evangelist and the episode ends with us seeing show Shinra's brother sitting in a throne looking like an evil dude. He's definitely an evil with dude. With a sword. When you see it, he's just like... Slumped in a throne. Like you. Like you right now, but with a sword. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a dick. Like you. And you're a dick. <laughs> but with a sword. Yeah, like you. And we go into episode 11. <laughs> Pretty sure I made a character like that. When questioned... Yes. Yeah, you fucking well have. <laughs> when questioned about the formation of Company 8, Hinawa reveals its origins. <laughs> We go back three years and we meet Hinwa, who is a member of the army, the armed forces. And we see that he's got a friend there with him um, who's very kind and gentle. His name's Tojo. We see that Maki is also in the military as well, but she's the fresh new recruit. And we, Tojo expresses his desire to like baptise his gun and he, he actually likes the religion and not many military do. And we see that Tojo is... Heen was only friend because Heen was very shut off. He's very closed off. And Tojo is just a nice guy. Yeah. And he says to Tojo, he's like, why do you, why are you friends with me? Like I, I'm a dick. And, and then Tojo's he... like, you're nicer than you give yourself credit for. I mean, you just cleared my plate without me even asking you to do so. And, you know, you're a good guy. Heenwa. He doesn't last very long though. Um, one night while they're in their rooms, Tojo, Turns into an infernal, straight in front of Hinwa's eyes. But bef- but even with Tojo pleading with Hinwa to shoot him, he's unable to do it. He can't pull the trigger on his friend. We had a discussion about this, and James was like, "If I infernal in front of you, I'd be like, I'd shoot you." <laughs> I was like, "If you were going, please shoot me." He went, "Yeah, but I wouldn't say that. I'd be like, help." <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, "Let me live. <laughs> Let, Let me, me live. be a infernal." No. Oh, come on, why not? Shame. You'd look. Lo- <laughs> 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 He's just there baptising his shotgun. <clears throat> I'll piss on you first, just as. It's an attempted delivery, isn't it? No. <laughs> Don't piss on my burning corpse. And I'm loading the shotgun. That's what's happening. Why not? Why don't, why don't you just keep no. me around? No. You'll never need a light ever again. Yeah, that's not, that's not a good reason. That's a good reason. Good you'll reason. never, you'll never be cold. 
it's not a good round. You'd be in internal pain. Imagine the <laughs> savings on your heating. You know, Jim is already in internal pain. <laughs> I am. <laughs> so he can't kill him. The rest of the military burst in and they kill Ko- uh, Tojo. We cut then to a... Si- he... he- he quit. Does he quit the military? No, no he's still, he's in, the still military, in the military. But he goes uh, soul searching, I would say. After his friend's death, he goes wandering the streets. And he stumbles upro- uh, upon a scene of a fire. Well, it's Fire Force Station 3's uh, cars rush past. And yes, he's like, and he follows them. And he follows it. And this is when he meets Captain Obi, who is just a captain in the Fire Force. Uh, not Fire Force, he's a, he's a normal firefighter. They are both dismayed when the third company's captain and his men refuse to destroy one of the two infernals reported um, because, as they said, uh, one gives them more points than the other, so it's not worth their time. Showing no true regard for the lives of the innocent people. The, the wife of the man who is sitting patiently waiting to be killed uh, pleads with them and says, look, he's, can't you spare one or two men just to go and put my husband out of his misery? And they're like, yeah, but that's not enough points for my men. They'd rather earn more points. The captains create a game where the more dangerous the infernal, the more brownie points you get for killing it. Um, this pisses off Obi. I mean, Obi's just like, um, aren't you here to protect people and like stop this? So Obi takes it upon himself to steal one of the fire forces' axes out of the back of their truck, and he says to the woman, I'll put your husband out of his mis- misery. Uh, Hinwa turns, ar- turns up and says, I'll come with you. I like what you're doing. I've got a baptised gun as well. And he, yeah, and he's got a baptised gun. As such, they enter the house and Hinwa respectfully shoots the Infernal with Tojo's gun. And they say the prayer as well, don't they? As such, at the end of this, the two of them agree to create a special fire force company. It's Obi's idea. He's like, I, I, I don't like the way things are done. So I'm going to create my own company and you're the first guy I'm going to come to when I do. But I'm not ready to do it yet. Is it? And then two years later, their new headquarters opened, and Obi tells Hinwa that they should begin recruiting. And Hinwa recommends a hardworking Mackie who was too nice for the military, too mm. respectful of yeah. lives for the military, as their first new recruit. I like this whole scene, like the whole whole uh, going through the backstory of this. Because they actually finally tell, and they do a good job of it's telling. Only the first half of that episode, as well, by the way. So this is a really well put together backstory. I really liked how they formed this and how these two shared that opinion and view, and how they came to create the Fire Force. I thought it was really good. Yeah, they've actually got some really good depth compared to our main protagonist at the minute. To be honest with you, yeah, like, Captain Boring, Shinra, yeah, just boring, the hero. We cut to Ak- uh, Akakusa district, and we see the 7th Company who operate in this area. They operate a bustling community. Commander Shimon Benimaru receives word from his captain that the 8th are coming to their district. When they do turn up, this angers Benimaru. Well, we have met the 7th Captain before this. When they have the captain's meeting, he turned up and he was like, actually... I didn't realise that the Holy Church was going to be here. Now, fuck this shit. Yeah, so Benny Maru and Company 7 are completely different from all the other companies because they don't operate the religion into what they do. They're rebels. They disregard religion. They were formed because they were normal firefighters in that area 
who were, as we see later on, selected to become special fire force fighters. Because they're fucking OP as shit. Yeah. So Benny Maru will say now he is the only hybrid that you that is known. And hybrid meaning he can do what two and three can do. He can create and manipulate. He's an OP fighter. When they turn up and he's pissed off, he takes offense and insults Shinra. So Shinra challenges him to a duel. However, that duel is then interrupted by a fire alarm. Uh, and a local man that Benny Maru knew had become an infernal. Benny Maru is regarded by all these people as like this local hero. And he turns a bad thing into a good thing. So when somebody goes infernal, Benny Maru is like, their life should be celebrated. That's why I don't like the whole religion thing, like putting them down. He's like, so he makes a thing of destroying parts of the town. And Ice uses it as like a distraction. So once he's put the person down, it gives the people in the area something else to focus on rather than being sad. Yeah, which is a way of doing it, really. You're like, come on, everybody, we've got to focus on this. Don't worry about that. But we celebrate the fact that this guy died. I like the way he, how he put him down yeah. as well. Yeah. When he just ran, ran, runs his hand through him and he says, thank you for holding on. Because the guy didn't go on a rampage. Yeah. He also uses those sticks. And he flies on them like, like a flag. Goddamn broom. Like a broomstick. He can fly like Shinra can, but he uses brooms to do so. Cackling away as he does. Shinra is dismayed when he notices that people of the district are jubil uh, jubilant, even though there's all this destruction of their homes. It, it's a shock to the system that this whole community do something completely different from all the rest. That's when the old lady tells him that Benny Maru is the hero of this area and that they do not care if they die at his hands because of how he does it. And this impresses Shinra. And that's how it ends. And we go into episode 12. It's not going to be the end of the story arc, um, but it's, it's, it's an okay stopping point. But there is more after 12, just so you know. So, Company 7, under the guidance of Benimaru, lead the reconstruction of the district with the help of the local population. However, Company 8, stay and lend a hand because they want to cooperate they want to cooperate with seven and build like a relationship between the two companies seeing his comrades and the eight a company eight members getting along benny maru who is normally reluctant to trust others tells conro that he does not like he doesn't dislike them he's he thinks they're all right so his other guy will say this the guy that works just under benny maru lieutenant he can't use his firepowers anymore because he overheated one day and his skin started to... Turn to ash. Turn to ash. Carbonize, and now, I think Yeah, carbonise is what they say, yeah. And um, so now he is just... He's there for moral support now and a bit of guidance for Benny Maru because he's still young and hot-headed. That's because Benny Maru pretty much sees him as the leader, doesn't he? So yeah. Benny Maru doesn't want to be the leader. No, he no, doesn't. He wanted the other guy to be the leader. But the other guy's like, you are so powerful, Benny Maru, that you need to be the fucking leader. However, that night, Benny Maru witnesses two knights disguised as Obi and Hinwa plotting to create more infernals and falls for their plan, turning Benny Maru against Company 8. So he thinks he sees Obi and Hinwa plotting when actually it's not. Did you, uh, you wouldn't have seen the guy who did this, would you? Who who can? I saw the two so figures. No, no, so yeah, he I'll just explain. The... Um, there's a character who works for the evangelist who can heat the capillaries and uh, in your face 
to mould your face to look like something else. Bollocks. Yeah, it's very odd. Basically, he heats your face to a point where he can mush it and change Just it. Just say magic, for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, he's, yeah, so that's how that's happened. When he confronts them both, they deny the accusations and he violently attacks them. While Ben Imaru easily incapacitates Shinra and all the other Company 8 members, Obi the captain. gears up and fights Ben Imaru. Now, this was fucking cool. I enjoyed this scene. And he ends up managing, it was good. To, managing to land a headbutt on him. The fact that Obi's like, I'm just a guy, but if you fucking touch my team, I'm coming after you. And Benny Maru is like, you have no powers. You can't be stronger than me. And he's like, I don't care. I'll give it a fucking go. And he, <laughs> he went a fucking grenades. He just pops <laughs> out of everywhere. It's brilliant. Extinguisher grenades. The fact that he just fucking Glasgow kisses him as well. Straight away. <laughs> just... As Obi continues to try and reason with him, Benny Maru prepares to unleash his most powerful attack, the Sun Will. But Conroe turns up his second in command and he risks his life by stopping him despite the fact that he's got this condition where his body is decaying on his uh, they all end up heading back Benny Maru agrees to listen at least and he asks for the testimony from the 8th so Obi and Himwer explain what they were doing at the time Benny Maru saw the imposters and that's when he goes well I'm going to go and check your story and he storms out and then we get the story of how his second company in command seven, came yeah. to be in the condition that he is in. And how Company 7 was made. And how he exceeded the limits of his pyrokinesis when he saved Benny Maru from an inferno. Because Benny Maru was at the point where he was about to overheat. So the guy took the sacrifice, knocked Benny Maru out, sacrificed himself. Oh, no, he was sacrificed It was the, I got this one. Yeah. And that was it. Because Benny Maru was the guy that was like, you, you, you're the leader. Let me, do, let me do it. Let me overheat. I'll do it. You, the, the town needs you. And he's like, you're more powerful than me, man. You're going to be needed later. Yeah. And that's how it ends. So 12 episodes in. It's not the end of the story arc because it's 24 episodes in season one. Um, how do we feel about the 12 episodes? Started out really strong. Didn't get bad, but dipped off in the last six. The middle was messy. Very. The middle's messy. The yep. opening's fine because you're yep. like, all right, cool. The concepts and this, that, and the other. And the characters are kind of cool. As you said, though, as we mentioned in the first part, um, Our the, main the protagonist is, is very... a bit jarring, isn't it? Yeah. The, the, the dialogue <laughs> is jarring. However, we're it's the middle. The middle's a mess. Episode 12, with all the characters that you get introduced to, redeems a lot. Yes. I, There's I, some really nice characters. The episode here. with the how they formed the Fire Force, fucking loved it. Yeah, yep. loved loved the backstory of Obi and Hinwa and Maki. Fucking love that. I like Benny Maru and yeah. the whole district's uh, Fire Force Seven and how they do things yeah. is really fucking cool. They like, the fuck that, the church yeah. and everything like that. <laughs> fucking love that. Yeah, there are moments in each of these episodes where you're like, this is really fucking good writing, but then there's jarring. And moments. then you get episode six, seven, and eight. That you just like, don't do Seven that was the one for me. Don't do that Info again. dump. Yeah. Seven that, was the one. And they're not, in, not in the right way. It info was info dump episodes. It was constantly just given to you by a character. Not someone working out. Not them doing their investigation. No, Joker or... It was literally just... Yeah, it, Joker's the just guy. a smoking guy from X-Files. It's, it's make, a lazy way they're of They're making the Joker into something else as well. 
Um, we know that. The jo- I, from what I remember from watching it, Joker <laughs> is like this guy who's just in the middle and is just like, I'm just going to watch That's the smoking guy from X-Files. Yeah. He's literally just there and he, he feeds little bits of information to keep them going forward, but not enough to actually fucking solve the problem. Yeah. And it, it's a lazy character. Very lazy. The, you know damn well there Joker are... knows exactly where the evangelist is. And he oh, could yeah. literally yeah. Just turn around and go, if you want to find him, by the way, he's right here. Yeah. But he's not going to do that. Well, it's he just, actually, I think lazy. he actually says, I don't want to make it too easy for you. But for no reason. It sounds ominous, but there's no I, good reason. I think it's just because he just likes to watch it all play out. D- d- he's say a that. Say that. A bit like later. Have him say that. No, they do say it because later. That's the problem. No, nah, it doesn't matter later. We're talking about 12 episodes. No, don't you start, Mr. Fucking... Uh, We're talking about 12 next, episodes. Next no, season, could, Space Dandy. He could have made it very Probably. clear very early on. He's he like, could've. oh, I'm not going to give you everything you need because I'm enjoying the game. Yeah. And then he just leaves. And you're like, hold on, what do you mean you're enjoying the game? So he's <clears throat> he's playing both sides. That's all you needed. Yeah. He's, he's an unexplained character that comes there just to give you a bit of information and fuck off. And that's it, which is boring. It's lazy. It's it's such a weird mix of show because, like I said, there's moments where it's really fucking good. Yeah. Like when he dropped in from the ceiling oh, and then he's like, cool. it was cool as shit. Hey, Mac, are you okay? And that whole fucking animation of her crying and, and the faces and, and the way they animated it was fucking brilliant. And fucking Captain of Eight just suiting up and fighting. Oh, yeah. Absolutely fucking Throwing brilliant. Down. Yeah. Literally brilliant. There are moments snippets five minutes here and there in episodes where you're like that's really fucking good really good really cool i like that scene but then it's followed by a shit scene the underlying story of it is good as well the whole mystery of of what the infernals are and everything going on but why do what they do with the bugs and then fucking who plants them and fucking all the bad guys well that's another mystery they've added now who's creating these fire bugs it's just fucking shit don't do it like that have them work out its bugs. Don't just feed it to them. They're yeah. supposed to be investigating, and so far they've investigated nothing. They just happen to have found a person that will tell them. That's it. Every time. But then when they want a bit more information, he gets sniped. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> it's just calm down with the fucking info dumps. You've got 24 episodes. Spread it out. You know, have them work out the fucking bug thing themselves. See, and, and yet over the next what three or we, four, we, yeah, we yeah. Say what three or watch? four episodes, they wrap up obviously the arc that's within this area, but also they make Company Eight bigger within yeah. the next like five or six episodes. That there's more people coming in, and the company expands and gets better. And also more of the mystery around what happens with the other companies as well. But you're talking sixteen to twenty episodes in for it's that twenty-four time. episodes for season one. It's too much. It's too much. It's an I, average season. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. 24 no. episodes is a normal season of Blooming Anime. For no, it's tw- no. 12, is, 12. 12 is what you would deem as a normal season. Yeah. Um, 24 20. would indicate that there's a lot to unload for a, for a first season. In no way normal. But I have a sneaky feeling he gets all the way to the point where he fights the Evangelist by episode 24. Mm-hmm. And you're like, fucking hell, he's gone all the way through in 24 episodes. But then there's a season two there is where a, they fuck off to yeah. China. Yeah. They go international. They do. Fire Force International. That's cool. Which sounds cool, but I'm just not going to watch it because all the mystery that I loved in the first six episodes, I fucking said it the first time we recorded it. The mystery was brilliant. 
all the fucking clues in the right places, gives you information, leaves you guessing. It's very weird because what they do is they create more mysteries. So yeah, they solve everything in 24, but then there's a bigger picture but again. But they don't like, right, solve it, and that's China. my problem. They don't solve it. Someone no. else solves it and then tells them. Yeah, I know. I get yeah the way which that is they frustrating because I yeah. don't want it that way. I want Company A to go above and beyond. Mm. I want them to be smarter, not just stronger. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, I get what you mean. You know, if they if his whole fucking thing about Company A is to go out and solve this mystery and everything, have them solve it. Have them bring other people on that add to the puzzle of solving mysteries. It's, it was that mystery. rather section. than just. The firebug thing when they just walk into the guy's room and it's in his drawer. And and it's it's there, like, yeah, it's, it's not me, by oh. the way. It was kind of like, oh, come on. It's lazy. Come on. Like, there's, there's supposed to be a whole mystery <laughs> around who the fucking mole was in the company. And you've narrowed it down to two within seconds, which has gone to literally one, literally a minute later when they've gone into the other guy's room and he's gone. Yeah, it's not me. Yeah. Like, I, come on. That was I, too quick. Do you think that they bottled out and went, we haven't got time for that? Potentially, there's so much that they try to unpack. So much. There's mysteries left, right, and fucking centre here about what's going on and why the world is like it is and what the fuck is a Matarasu, what's the church's game. There's Hajima Industries knocking about as well. They're a, a separate entity. There's a lot. I like a lot. I like that there's a lot. To you've sol- got, solve those of, you've problems. got eight different captains and you don't know what any of their loyalties and yeah, abilities are. which is cool. Right. It is cool. All the different companies, and each one of those companies answers to different people, so yeah. they've got different ways of doing stuff. And even like their own sort of rituals within each company as well yeah. makes them individuals. And I like that. I fucking love all of that. Yeah. There's a really good show here. That was the here. introduction to Seven. That, yeah. Like, that really changed Seven's that. probably a really good example yeah. of it. Absolutely brilliant. Seven and Eight, uh, they stand out as companies because Eight are supposed to be this golden-hearted company. I like yeah. Number uh, One as well. And Seven are supposed to be well, this... Well, like the golden child. Mm. You know, yeah. The, the, they are the, the, the Well, I asked you, didn't I? I said... But there's are, no are repercussions the for the mole coming from one. You Nothing. would have thought all the other companies would have been like, hold on a minute, you're the fucking golden child, you're company one, mm. and you're the guys that had a guy there that was creating Infernals. Your because company needs to be under the fucking watch now. That's because they're the church, and the church is definitely bad in this. Yeah, but why didn't company one, or at least someone from company one, try and cover it? It's like, yeah, we created Infernals so we could defeat them to look good and hide it. Because it's there's a good no, enough there, reason. There is no repercussions on one. And oh, no. On their yeah, company. absolutely none. You know, at that commander's meeting, the Raffalo Third should have been like, to the company one commander. Care to explain? Explain yourself. What the hell? You know, you're supposed to be the best of the best. You're company one. How has this happened in your company? Oh, yeah. But instead, he gets no repercussions. He's How just did like, you oh, yeah, the bad it? guy was, was in our... How did you not see it? Yeah, That's where wrong. it should have come out. It should have just been in that meeting. You had Company 8 just go, oh, by the way, one's fucking you over. You know. And call him out in it. But instead, present, and then one present the evidence. Went, it was just like, oh, ignore it. Company 1, they made a mistake. They made a mistake. Yeah. And killed... Dozens of people in the process. More than dozens. Yeah. We, we, we hear that. Well, he kills he loads of kids as well, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, this guy's been doing it for a long time. It's my only problem with the show. It's just the solve of mysteries. <clears throat> Everything else I like. Yeah. Everything else. The main character needs to develop way much more. Yeah. But he's never going to. He is this hero complex guy. Yep. And that's all he's ever going to be. When the going gets tough, he's, he, he battles on and he's he like, I'm the hero. Hero, me. 
call my name. But we can all like other characters as well, though. In that yeah, but show. that's what they're the one thing they're good at doing mm-hmm. is they've created people that you like. Yeah, because I like Captain Obi. Absolutely. There, there are characters there, and when they gave fucking Hinwa substance, yeah, because initially you're like, oh, he's the f- he's annoying. Initially, he's annoying. His gun power's kind of cool. Yeah. But other than that, you're like, he's kind of annoying. He's like this desk jockey who's fucking like by the book all the time. And But then all of a sudden, you see his background, and you're like, fuck, this guy's actually... There's some depth to this fucking character that I didn't even realise. Yeah. That's, that's cool. That is cool. Anyway, ratings. Let's rate the first 12 episodes. Even though it's not a fully cleared up story or mm. anything like that, 12 episodes in. You want me to go first, or do you want to go? Yeah, you can go first if you like. It's quite a tricky one. Six. I don't think this is anywhere near a perfect show. It's a good show. And it would normally get a good high seven, maybe an eight. But the lack of thought on the entire premise of the first six episodes being mystery solving, just ultimately cultivating in nothing. Yeah. That's not to say at the end of 24 down. episodes you would change it because you could yeah. very much change your mind. Very much another so. 12. But only watching 12, yeah. the payoffs really reduce the score for me. Mm-hmm. There's a show here that I enjoyed. But because of the way they do the mysteries, I'm not going to watch anymore because I don't want to be fed like that. No, that's fair. That's fair. I get it. The middle, as we said, was a mess. I'm going to let you go next. Yeah, no, I, I'm going to give it a seven. I do like the show. Um, and I think my score is kind of biased in the sense of I have seen 24 episodes and I kind of know where it's going. So, I mean, I'm going to go with a seven anyway because yeah. I wanted to watch this after I got to 12 last night. When I got to 12 last night, I turned around to Sheenie and was like, oh, I'm going to carry on watching this. That's because it's not a full finish yeah, to a I was like, I want to know what happens. Yes, I, I want to see. And I completely get it. You know, you, you want to kind of see where that arc's going, don't you? I want to know, but the way that they, like I said, the way that they present all the solutions for the, for the mysteries, it would, I would get the exact same satisfaction reading it on Wikipedia as I would someone literally telling me on the show because that's what happens. You mean just getting a verbal, this, literally, is, ha- this that, is the story. It may as well it. just be someone like yourself yeah. reading it at me because yeah, that's yeah. the way that they deliver those mysteries, okay. solutions. Yeah. The okay. funny thing is, right, we watched up to the conclusion of that arc. Yeah. But then there was loads of questions at the end of that arc that I went... Oh, God, I've got to watch a bit more because I want to know what happens with the next bit. Yeah. So, Fire Force, the first 12 episodes, gets the Something Boys 6.6 out of 10. Hold on. It's a ramble next. It's a ramble it's next. It's a ramble. Why don't we ask Tyler what score he gives Yeah, out yeah, Tyler. Yo, Tyler, send a message, put a comment on the episode. We want to know. Yeah. We don't know this what was a recommendation this. from one of our fans, Tyler Kings. So, um, what would you give the first 12 episodes, Tyler? We're so sorry that Lee shat on the show. <laughs> I didn't shit on the show. A, a six from Lee. Really, is quite really strong, didn't shit on actually. the show. One under you two for a show that I said I wouldn't carry on watching. Yeah, that's, that's With a good. character that is exactly Kirito, that's a fucking high number. I can't believe I could rip this. this shit apart, <laughs> but I can I can see that there are some really brilliant characters. There's some really good storytelling for some episodes. It just the moments that it lets it down are so big that it just ruins it. And on that note, it's time for us to chuff off. All you summoners can join us next time, where we have what seems like been ages. Yeah, it's been ages since we had a ramble. It's been a while. while. Was it like come and listen to us moan? It's been a hot minute. Was it New Year's? <laughs> There's so it's much to moan about. Seventy-two. Years. There's been so much to moan about. <laughs> we have so much. 
If you've got any questions or queries or just want to see what we're up to or let us know what your Fire Force score would be, you can join us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at How Not To Summon or join our Discord at How Not To Summon A Podcast or go to our website at HowNotToSummon.com where you can find all our links. I've been Shinji Senpai. I've been Jim. I've been Grayson. See you later, guys. See ya. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.